Echo 5, do you copy? Echo 5. Echo 2, good morning. Nice of you to drop by. Feeling alright, sir? Thought we lost you. Right now, I feel like I can take off this whole podcast myself. Ah, I know what you mean. Ready to send that transmission to Echo Base? Yes, sir. R10, pass through. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Hoth Transmissions. This is Echo 2, and we'd like to welcome back one of our newest co-hosts, Echo 3. What's up, Echo 2? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, this week we had some uh, really cool news drop in Kenobi. What do you think? Did you watch the the little, I think it was like two or three minute release that they did for it? Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I watched that, and um, I have the pictures pulled up too. From the the concept art. Oh, dude, yeah, no, I actually really like a lot of the concept art on it. Yeah, it looks cool, but you know, the, you know, there's one thing that's um, I think a lot of Star Wars fans are worried about. Me and my brother are at least. Okay. It's uh, well, I mean, it's confirmed. Ewan McGregor said in in the sizzle reel or the you know teaser trailer, whatever you want to call it, that uh, there's gonna be a rematch. Darth Vader and Obi Wan. Oh yeah, Kathleen Kennedy told us ages ago. So, yeah, uh, and now we got the concept art for it. I think it looks pretty sick, but I'm kind of the on the same with you on it. Yeah, I mean it, it looks sick. Hey, all those pictures look sick, but um, and also, so so do you, okay? Are you one of the people that want to see the rematch or or don't really want to see the rematch? Not really, to be honest. I mean, I'll watch it because I mean, it's Obi Wan and Kenobi fighting. It's a lightsaber battle. I'm not gonna. Yeah, that. yeah, and and. You know, because I don't really, I don't think they should, they should rematch. But, um, you know, from the other side of the, you know, the other argument is that Vader would be hunting down Obi Wan. Like, I, mean, I it makes sense. I don't think he would. They, you don't think so? After he well, cut off his, legs and his arm. Oh, actually, yeah. You know what? You're right. You're right. I was thinking uh, Order sixty six, and I forgot him and Anakin. Any that that battle happened after Order sixty six. So. Yeah, dude. And, and then, and then, uh, basically, Obi Wan watched him burn in the freaking lava and walked away. He left him there to die. Yeah. Uh, if I was Anakin or Darth Vader, I'd be like, yeah, let's uh, let's get this guy. Has no idea that though. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that he he'd want to hunt him down, but it's just the dialogue from A New Hope because, I mean, we all know this. When I left you, I was a winner, but now I'm the master. And this is supposed to be, I think, this is supposed to be ten years after Revenge of the Sith this uh tv show right actually i'm not quite sure about the timeline on it yeah i mean i think i think i read somewhere it's supposed to be five to ten years after and vader would be like absolute prime vader's not a learner if there were to rematch vader's not a learner in that in that duel he's prime vader uh yeah i mean you're not wrong because at this point he's had time to really like adjust himself to the suit because i know was it in the there's a book forget what it's called but it, it takes place right after order 66 it's when vader first is in the suit and it takes place of him hunt 
him hunting down Jedi. And so you yeah. kind of get into his thought process as he's in the suit. And he's using the Force to pick up the, his uh, legs because they're too heavy. Just because oh, yeah. Like, all robotic and everything. And so I'm glad that they didn't really start then because we had the comics to really, like, give us all this build-up of Vader getting, getting used to the suit and all that. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. But, it's going to be um, interesting to see the timeline. Yeah, yeah, it'll be cool. But um, and obviously, you know, I'm excited to see them if they do duel. I'm not gonna complain because you know that would be sick. Darth Vader, Obi Wan, back at it. But me and Bridger said something that would work pretty good is this: is if it was a flashback and it was Vader like ten days after, ten days after Mustafar, the Mustafar battle. Um, Vader, or it doesn't have to be ten days, but soon after, soon after the Mustafar battle, um, somehow Vader tracks down Obi Wan and, and they get a rematch you know, quickly after. Yeah, kind of like he's just sitting in his hut just contemplating and then goes back to this. It's like, oh, this giant beast of Vader just coming in, just like, oh, we want to find you. Yeah, and, and and that would that would at least somewhat make more sense with the dialogue from A New Hope when I left you as a learner, now I'm the master, you know, but... Yeah, Who but knows? I, think that they're, I think that they're really trying to pull in from Return of the Jedi where, what was it, they, Luke is trying to turn Vader back to Anakin and Vader says, Obi-Wan once thought as you did. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that does, like, kind of imply that they did meet sometime after Order 68, or sometime after Vader donned on the suit. Yeah, I, I never even thought about it like that. I thought he was just saying Obi-Wan once thought, you know, Jedi is the right way to go instead of Sith. I thought that's what he was saying in return of the Jedi, but... I mean, it could have been. I mean, it can be interpreted either way, but I think they can probably use it this way. Um, yeah. Because yeah. I, I always thought it was like the whole thing is like Obi Wan is fighting Anakin on Mustafar the whole time. Mm-hmm. And at this point, Anakin is Vader. At this point, Obi Wan keeps calling him Anakin. It's like Anakin. Yeah, you're crazy. It's like, hey, what do you think you're doing? What's interesting too is the the concept art for the the duel. It looks like they're on Mustafar again, Vader and Obi Wan. So it'd be kind of interesting if um, what if okay. So I know George Lucas said back in the back when he owned Star Wars. And mm-hmm. a lot of people were asking about Kenobi. He's like, okay, does he just stay on the planet the whole time watching Luke? And he's like, no. Obi-Wan kind of went off on his own on occasion. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if, say, like, every year after, every year since his battle with Anakin, that he just goes back to Mustafar to the spot where he left Ooh. Anakin on the beach. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That, that, that's cool. I think that'd be kind of like a little, like, he just goes back to pay respect to the brother he lost. I think that would be, like, a, a huge emotional pull. That would get me to, yeah. uh, tearing up on that. That's sick. Did you come up with but, that on your own, or did you read that somewhere? Actually, no, I just came up with it right now as we're talking. Bro, that's Because my original, my original thought was, like, what if he just goes back to Mozart just to kind of, like, check things out? And yeah. he happens to run into Vader's castle, and Vader's like, ooh, who's this guy? Yeah. You know, oh, that, that reminds me. Yeah. Oh, dude, hey, that'd be sick. That that reminds Wait, but why would Obi-Wan go back to Mustafar? I, I just I just thought of that right now. And and that's why I came up with that whole thing. It's like, that would probably be the only reason he'd go back to Mustafar is to kind of pay respect to the brother he lost. Right oh, where okay. He left him. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. And Vader just happens point, to be there. But um, I, w- I was just saying, at this point, does Obi-Wan think... um? 
Obi-Wan probably thinks that Anakin's dead, right? I would believe so. Uh, yeah. Because it, also in that same book that I was talking about, uh, mm-hmm. one of the Vader hunts on these Jedi, they escape. But the very last, like, three pages, it cuts to Obi-Wan on Tatooine, and he's walking through. Uh, maybe Masi's Isley, or he's walking through He's walking through some Tatooine town. And mm-hmm. he goes up to a bar just to grab a drink. And then he looks up on the uh, the galactic screen or whatever they call it, the TV, mm-hmm. and he sees Vader standing up there because they're talking about him. And he just kind of just like all this emotion goes through him because he knows who it is. Oh yeah, yeah. And that great. was like his moment where he found out Anakin did, didn't die there on Mustafar. Yeah. And then it ended. I was like, no. Oh. <laughs> but they never it was, they never continued the series, and I was really upset because it, I think it was supposed to be a trilogy. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, they could have finished it. I just haven't looked. Um, real quick, the um, the theory that you were saying about how um, the the thing you came up with how you said Vader might go back to Mustafar every year or something. Oh, Obi Wan might go. Yeah. Obi Wan, sorry, Obi Wan. It, it reminded it reminded me of the. Have you seen a fan film where? Uh, Vader goes to Padme's coffin. No, I haven't. Oh, dude, really? The CGI one? Um, no, I haven't seen it. Oh, dude. Um, I guess after I, I'll find it on YouTube and I'll send you a link, bro. It's so sick. It won. There was like a Star Wars fan film, um, like contest or something, and, and it won. It won the prize for the best uh, best picture. It was it was sick, dude. Interesting, interesting. I actually just found it right here, I think. Hold on, let me pull it up on YouTube, make sure you got the right one. Uh, let me just type in fan film. Oh, yeah. Vader visits Padme's grave. Um, I don't know, where's it at? Oh, yeah, Fallen Angel. It's called Fallen Angel. Fallen Angel, okay. Yeah. It's, uh, it's only two minutes. Bro, it's so sick. Okay. Three minutes. All right. Yeah, three minutes. Okay, I'll have to give that a watch later. Yeah. Okay. You got it. But it's just uh, like I'll, I'll, I'll post a link down in the the description for you guys if you guys want to take a look at it too. Yeah, bro, it's sick. Um. But yeah, it, it just reminded me of that. And then also, I was thinking of something about that. Um, what Tarkin said in A New Hope. I think Vader and and Tarkin are talking about Obi Wan. Vader's like, I, I I sense Obi Wan. I know I know he's here. And, Tarkin's like, sure, sure, must be dead by now. All right, first of all, that doesn't really make sense because Obi-Wan will, will be like, what, 55 or 60 at that point? Why would he be dead? So Maybe because they think – maybe maybe that's what happens in this one. Maybe like – That's what I'm uh, saying. That's what I'm saying. That that dialogue frees up some um, – you know, for something to happen in this in this TV show. Yeah, so we can see Obi-Wan is like being hunted by the Imperials because I know there's going to be a huge Imperial presence. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Wait, yeah. Because there's gonna be inquisitors. We know there's gonna be inquisitors. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they could say, you know, surely must be dead, but surely one of the inquisitors must have gone. There's no way he survived all of them. But. Yeah, exactly. So, so they can they can make it work for Tarkin's dialogue. Very much. Yeah. So. It, yeah. Just the one thing I just I don't have the best feeling about them rematching. I, I hope they do it in a clever way, and it's not just you know. Uh, I don't know. I, I I hope it I hope it works out. I hope it works out smoothly. 
I think it might be one of those things where it's like uh, when Anakin first fought Dooku, got his got his butt handed to him, right? And then he comes back in Revenge of the Sith, and he's like, "All right, let's do this." And then he ends up winning. Ooh, okay. And yeah. so I wonder if that's just like a pattern for Anakin in general. So the first time he loses by Obi Wan, now there's a rematch. So surely Obi Wan must be dead by now because you dealt with him. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's true. The the funny thing is, and I just want first I want to say A New Hope is my second favorite Star Wars movie movie of all time. I love that movie. But okay. the one there's only there's one flaw with A New Hope, dude. It's that freaking lightsaber battle. It's so lame. So lame. I know for a fact they're gonna go from the Kenobi fight's gonna be they're gonna be jumping off the walls and twisting and turning to a new hope fight, dude. But they're also younger and you gotta you kinda gotta look at the Obi Wan and Vader fight in a new hope as kind of more like an art style. It's like maybe at this point they're kind of both a little bit more mature. Like sure Vader wants to kill him, but at the same time it's more than just kind of reconnecting, like yeah. Just having their duel mostly happens between them bantering. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's true, but at the same and time Anakin, and we know Anakin's cocky and so he's trying to tell everyone's like, Oh yeah, when I left you I was about the learner, but now I'm the master, blah blah blah. Like yeah. trying to like I mean, because we know he didn't hold back when when Obi Wan let him strike him down. Oh yeah. So so we knew Vader wanted to kill him, but I think Vader was holding back and I don't, and I'm pretty sure Obi-Wan wasn't really trying to kill Vader at that point either. Yeah. And so that's I mean, kind of how I look at it. I, I kind of see it more as like their battle is between their wits, not so much as their their lightsaber yeah. combat. Yeah. I, I, I've, tried, I, I've tried to do it, but I just can't because like if you look at the next movie, Empire, and then Return of the Jedi, those might be the, the, the top two lightsaber battles in, um, in all of Star Wars. Oh, so just and, and again, I don't blame him. I think in A New Hope, I don't think there's as far as movies they, go. As far as the movies go, oh yeah, some pretty yeah, sick I'm, ones I'm, in the Clone Wars. Yeah, I'm just talking about movies, but um, I think A New Hope was the first lightsaber battle ever in a movie. So I mean, we can't fault him, but at the end of the day, the, the choreography is just bland. It is just bland. Now that's the only flaw I have with that movie, though. But, but it's just okay. So look at also look at the the style with the the fighting. The style that they went with was more of a fencing style. So it's kind of more of an actual masterful Ooh. style of fighting. Yeah, hey, I have something to add to this, too, that I saw in a documentary. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I was Maybe because of their battle that they're going to do in Kenobi, so this is kind of like Rayconning or whatever. Because mm-hmm. both of them are fighting very defensively. Nobody's mm-hmm. really striking or doing any offensive attacks. So maybe yeah. since their last battle, they're like, okay, we're going to kind of hold back. Because we see when Vader goes against Luke, he's not holding back. No. I mean, maybe a little bit. He's toying with Luke, but he's he toying with he can, him, yeah. Because he knows he can destroy Luke easily at that point, and Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And it wasn't until Return of the Jedi that Luke is like, ah, all right, fine, I can I can beat you, and it's only because he gave into his anger, and at that point, Vader was actually holding back. Anakin yeah. was struggling to come out. Yeah. Oh, you had a thought, Dad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was just gonna say I, I saw a documentary and and um, you know this is official documentary. I think it's by the people that were actually working, like the choreographers and the people that worked on A New Hope. For, okay. for some re- for some reason, George Lucas had this idea that lightsabers were supposed to be like this these powerful objects, and mm-hmm. so he had this idea. I don't know if you've heard this that um, and just in A New Hope because obviously it's not like this in Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back that you had to have two hands on it. 
George Lucas want, wanted the actors to have both hands on the saber at all times. And so okay. that kind of that kind of restricts a little bit of the movement that they could do. Because obviously, you know, you go to Empire Strikes Back and they're mm-hmm. flipped in all over the place. I, actually, at the start, I'm pretty sure Vader just has one hand. He's just fending off Luke with one hand, right? At yeah. the very start of that duel. But yeah, I think for some reason, George Lucas and some of the other writers, they, they, they thought it would be a good idea to do two hands. And then they were like, oh, we can make the fights cooler if we, if we loosen that up a little bit. Yeah, and since there was actually no lore actually built into the universe at the time, it was kind of just an easy thing. It was like, oh, yeah, we can do it. We don't have to explain anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simple, simple as that. Uh, but, I mean, we can't change it. I, you know what? If I could, I, I would – you've seen the, the remastered the fight. Yeah, I just yeah. copy and paste that in the real. That would be so sick. I thought about doing that because I have the actual uh, digital files of A New Hope. And so I was thinking of pulling oh, off YouTube shit. and just do cutting it. and pasting it in there. Is it hard to do? No, it's pretty easy. Bro, you gotta I, do that. The only thing that would be hard uh, hard to do would just be matching it up with the music and everything. Yeah, yeah. Dude, do it. Submit it to, to uh, Disney, and then Disney can put a feature on Disney Plus that says, choose which version you want. Added lightsaber battle or the original lightsaber battle. Yeah, and we all know Disney won't do that because Disney does not <laughs> like sharing sharing money. Yeah, I know, but that's just they'd, be ha- sick, they'd have to shut this guy out. We're dreaming. Hey. about that. Do you know those people are remaking the Empire, the Empire, uh, lightsaber battle too? Are they really? Yeah, the same YouTube channel. Oh dang! Okay, yeah, they totally going to check that tra- out. Yeah, they they have trailers out for it, and you know, at first I was like, I, I think it's pretty perfect the Empire battle, but also it'd be fun to see what they do. Yeah, I mean, everything's got its flaws, but I I really do like those duels, and the thing with that duel per se is it's interesting to see Luke going in there and he's got all this hate for Vader. He's like, yeah, I'm going to take down Vader because he's been torturing my friends. I saw it in a vision, blah, blah. I'm, go- I'm going to be this hero that that everybody expects me to be now, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Vader's just like, uh, no. I oh, yeah. Saying, so, hey, and look, I'm, 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 I'm going to give you some tough tough father, father love. It's like, all right, let me test your abilities because I want you to rule the galaxy with me. So... If I have to cut your hand off to get through to you, I will. Yeah, and Luke went in way too cocky, obviously, mm-hmm. overconfident. And guess what? Guess what the writers said? They said, you know, the main character can uh, fail. The main characters can fail. Who would know? Who would know that that makes the main character more interesting if they're not perfect? Alluding I think that's to, just, like, common. Uh, like, I, like, I do writing myself, and, and I, I already know what you're referring to. You're talking about Ray. But we're not gonna yeah. get too much into that. But yeah, we don't have. It's like just as a writer, it's like when you are building up a character, you gotta give them flaws because mm-hmm. they have to have a struggle and overcome something to truly become the hero that they're meant to be. And yeah. so, if you're gonna just negate all of that, that whole aspect of a character, it just makes them boring. And, yeah. No. It... Sorry. Go ahead. And, I mean, that could be for any character. It's not just, like, Ray. It's not just, like, what they did in the, the sequels. But I've seen it in multiple times in other areas. Yeah. And it's just interesting. I mean, these are professional writers. I think, it, you know, I don't, we don't want to get into it. But it's it, – I don't, I don't know what happened if they were just trying to save time. And they kind of rushed the, the sequel trilogy or what was happening. But interesting. Interesting. Yeah. But, yeah, dude, you got to check out that um, Boba Fett. Uh, documentary got me hyped for the TV oh yeah show. yeah let's talk a little bit about it i haven't watched it yet uh, uh echo echo three is here as uh watched it tell me tell everybody a little bit about it 
Yeah, dude, it's just, it's basically just the perfect um, Boba Fett documentary. It, 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 you know, you see all the actors that have played him, how they created him, the original suit, how they created the original suit. It's pretty sick, man. And, and I think they put it out there to get everybody hyped for the, um, the Boba Fett show. And oh, that's absolutely. what it did. <laughs> and that's what it did, dude. It got me so hyped. Oh, that would have hyped me up, too. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. There's quite a few actors, too, that played him. You know, you got, obviously, Tamar like Morrison. Yeah, you got, there's a, a few stunt doubles that played the suit, and then the original one in uh, Empire Strikes Back. Really cool to be able to see, like, a lot of the, the stuff in the background of or Star Wars. And yeah. That. Yeah, but um, the documentary, is like 30 minutes, and it's it's pretty quick, but it's it's cool. I recommend I always like those like uh, behind the scene documentaries. I I still haven't yeah, watched the Mandalorian. I really want to get into those, but it's just been. I, I, Bro, I you ever seen the the behind the scenes for the Mando? I haven't. No. Oh, dude, they're sick. I've seen the photos. Have you ever seen the 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 rant where uh, not a rant, but Dave Filoni explains this this great thing about Duel of the Fates, how he connects, how George Lucas connected Phantom Menace to Return of the Jedi. It's in behind the scenes for one of the uh, Mandalorian episodes. Interesting, interesting. Okay, Dude, I, yeah, I'll, I'll probably give this a watch check this it week. Yeah. Um, interesting, interesting. So those are like pretty much the only things that kind of got released within the last week, as far as like news. Yeah. And I'm I'm pretty stoked for both the projects. That's oh true. yeah. I'm just waiting to see more stuff on Andor because they I'm pretty sure they should be done filming with that already. Uh because that was probably. the first thing they yeah. started filming. Oh, was it? Well then mm-hmm. they are for sure. Because they finished Boba Fett, obviously, quite a while ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That'd be sick. I'm excited. I, know, Dude, I, I I like Andor. I like his character. I know you didn't like some of the characters from Rogue One, but I think he's sick. Yeah, I didn't care. I mean, I didn't even like Andor Cassian in in the movie Rogue One, but maybe this will kind of do what the Clone Wars did for the prequels, give some character development, and actually make you like certain characters. And that by the time I get to Rogue One, I'll be like, oh yeah, these characters are super cool. But I'm actually <laughs> excited to see them. Yeah, I think it will for sure because just there's a lot of screen time. But damn, I'm surprised you didn't really like him in, in Rogue One. Uh, yeah, we'll get more into that later. But uh, okay. one of the things that I am really excited for this. I've mentioned it in previous podcasts. I just like the style that they're going with. Because it's gonna be I'm hoping it's gonna be a more rigid version of Star Wars. Yeah. You got the Yeah. You get to see the darker side of the rebellion. And I yeah. hope that it's really like shown here. Alright, so guys, so what we're gonna be covering tonight is episodes eight and nine of the Bad Batch. So we're gonna continue continue our discussion of the season up until the Book of Boba. We'll get a couple other fun little episodes in. So, so let's jump right in. So, what'd you think of these episodes? Um, pretty cool. I don't. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. This is where Bad Batch really starts to, to uh, pick up steam. It's kind of the second half of the of the series, and it gets it gets pretty action packed and pretty cool. Yeah, I really because uh, the title of this of episode eight was reunion. I what I really like it kind of like takes place. The the next couple of episodes are very they pick up right right off from each other. And so it's yeah. cool to see, okay, they dealt with Wrecker. Now the they're like, okay, let's 
get some of the stuff because a lot of the stuff hasn't been picked by the scrappers. So let's grab some stuff and go. And I liked how it started because it kind of gave like a little bit of an eerie start. Um, and it reintroduces Crosshair into the mm-hmm. into the the whole episodes. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, hey, all right, so we got the group back together for once. They might yes. not be together, but they're there. Yeah, and um, I was bummed. I thought in this episode we were going to see a particular Braca scrapper that uh, I'm pretty fond of. But yeah, uh, a lot yeah. of people speculated about that. Yeah. I'm disappointed, but um, I'm not bummed out about it. Yeah, because, you know, one thing, you know, I don't think every Star Wars show needs to get into, which Mandalorian did in season two, got a little heavy into it, was a, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit too much. Uh, I, I, I still love the Mandalorian, but I just think a little bit too much here and there. But Well, uh, for Mandalorian season two, I think it made sense for the cameos. That yeah, did. yeah, it did. Maybe it not did. so much Ahsoka. Uh, actually, no, but it kind of fit with the whole Grogu thing. But yeah, I, th- yeah. I think most of the cameos were pretty warranted. I think, I think Luke was probably the biggest fanfare that they did. That yeah, but they could they could they could have had anybody else come rescue them. Yeah, but, but I'm not disappointed that it was Luke. Yeah, because here's the thing: they had, they had to revive it. Okay, I'm not gonna get into hate on this on the sequels or anything, but I think it was really big for a lot of fans that kind of lost hope with Luke or were kind of like you know angry about the way after that Luke was Jedi, yeah, yeah after after Last Jedi, yeah. Um, you know, I think it was important to um for them to show what Luke, you know the real Luke in our in our minds, or at least Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. Luke. You know, this is the Luke that I remember from my childhood. Yeah, and you know, okay, so season two, real quick for Mandalorian, I think it was two things. First of all, I think that it did work within the story, but also I do think they were strategically doing it so they could use it as a springboard for their other shows. Ahsoka's getting one, Boba Fett's getting mm-hmm. a show. You know, I, I think it was a little bit of both, but it worked okay. It worked all yeah. right. Yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, now that I forgot, I forgot Boba Fett was one of the cameos in it. I don't think he was necessary to bring into the Mandalorian. Yeah. But, I, but, it, was but it is exactly what you said. It was kind of a spring load to push onto another show. Yeah. And but, granted, I'm not, I'm not upset. Boba Fett, yeah. Boba Fett's a cool character. I'm mm-hmm. glad that they're kind of developing more than just looking like a guy just in a cool armor just walking around saying a couple mysterious lines and then yeah this guy's super cool well, i mean he is but i was just gonna bring up something else about this but do we want to go back to um bad batch oh yeah or, yeah we're gonna recover we, yeah. bad batch so let's, let's jump back into it because i don't i didn't want to get too off topic no 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 yeah. definitely not Uh oh. so one of the things i liked okay so we have crosshair he's at the He's still on Camino. He's at the facility, and yeah. it, they're 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 talking to him. They're like, "All right, Crosshair, um, we just got word your team is over here. Go hunt him down." And mm-hmm. like, we're just gonna send a squad. And Crosshair's like, "Oh, we're gonna need a little bit more than just a squad. You're a little bit crazy if you think just a squad is gonna take these guys out." He's mm-hmm. like, "I might be able to handle them, but there's five of them versus me. So w- let's get let's get a few squads going." Mm-hmm. And it, uh, the coming Owens want is they want to keep them all alive. They're like, oh yeah, they're all valuable. But yeah. the Imperial officer is just like, nope, kill them all if you have to. I don't care. Yeah. And it was, I think Crosshair was the only clone, right? Everybody else was the in quotation stormtrooper, mm-hmm. the first stormtroopers. Yep. And once again, man, 
Crosshair is ruthless, but those stormtroopers are ruthless too. Starting to be. Yeah. I don't know. I still think Crosshair is uh, a little ruthless, and I'll, I'll bring it up a little bit later. That's true. I forgot from the previous episode or a couple episodes back that this, you know, when Crosshair killed those civilians, the stormtroopers oh, said, "Don't episode. do it." Yeah. Even oh, yeah. in this episode. Oh yeah. And it'll be like, oh yeah, 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 that makes sense when I bring it up. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're kind of jumping around a little bit on the episode, so I'll just go ahead and say it now, just so it kind of stays uh, with it. Because right. um, Crosshair comes across them in a little bit, and they're all standing mm-hmm. there, they're on a standoff, and Omega's like, hey, uh, remember what I said to you on your bridge? On the bridge, you have no control over it. It's this inhibitor chip that's in your head, and He's like, all right, whatever. He's like, shoot the kid first. Just shut her up. Just shoot her first. Oh, shit. He's like, kill them all, and, but start with the kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Damn. So Crosshair is definitely a ruthless, Dude, ruthless maybe, character. Yeah, maybe it's Crosshair's personality, too, man. That guy's fucked He's up, just man. just a douche. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, what's wrong with that guy? He needs a chip removed. There's, there's, yeah, bro. And there's something else. Most that people would say a chip on his shoulder, but he's kind of got a chip in his head, you know. Chip in his head. I like that. But I'm pink. <laughs> there's something else that happens later in the episode. I'm excited to tell you about. You're gonna think it's funny, but we got, we'll get to it when we get to the end of the episode. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things I really did like about this episode, it continues to do the character development for Omega, and he kind yes. of jumps in with that little bit of failure mm-hmm. that we talked about. That really makes the character interesting. Yes. And this, I think this is like when the last couple of episodes I started like Omega, but I think this is when I actually start to actually like care for the character more because mm-hmm. it's just certain record. They're just sitting there. It's just like, okay, these are all the parts of mine. All right, you got 10 seconds to disable this. Like, oh, I don't know how to do it. She thinks it's like a, a live mine. And so records just sitting there just having fun. And mm-hmm. so she's sitting there trying to do it. And I'm glad that they didn't make it to where I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this right. First try, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It actually goes off and a little smoke comes out and Record just starts laughing at her. He's like, I want to I wouldn't make you disarm a real mind when you have very little training. He's like, don't worry. We all we all failed our first time. Yeah. And um, this is credit to the writers, dude, because it, it's so easy to make a um, a young character annoying because you got you got this bad batch of super soldiers and they got to bring around this. What is she, 10 years old? Around 10? Probably. And man, it'd be easy to make her annoying and to make her, you know, maybe fourteen because I think she's the same age as Boba. I don't know how old oh, Boba yeah. was at yeah, this they're point. Probably, they're probably the same age, but yeah, it'd be easy to make her annoying. But they did a good job of um, not making her perfect. First of all, not making her annoying, and making her, you know, not perfect. Yeah, not perfect. You know, she goes through trial and error, and she gets better along the way. And you kind of you kind of see that because like in the very first, she's like, oh, I've never been to this. Pl- I've never left the facility. I've never seen this planet before. I've never actually been away from it. All this is new to me. It's like got all this childhood wonder. And yeah. it's like, uh, all right, this is annoying. Get her out of here. But I think that's one of the things that you really need to do with a character. It's like it's it's a way for them to really develop a character. Yeah. And give them personality changes be through the events that they focus. Because the way that they portrayed her in the very beginning of the season, it completely makes sense. Yeah. I mean of course she's going to act like that. And as we get more into it and the more they're on the run, the more experience she has, you mm-hmm. get, a, you actually do get to see her character changing a little bit. Yeah. Did, does she get the bone arrow later or before? Uh, no, she episode? got it in episode five, I believe. Or... Oh, well then. Episode well, six. And that, that's another thing oh, no, too. Six, like, 
I think it was uh, episode seven. Oh no, no, it was episode six that she got it in with the <laughs> the slavers. Yeah, and when she's training with, I can't remember her name. She's the Trandoshan, the boss lady that they go to for. Oh missions. yeah, Sid. Yeah, and um, she sucked. She sucked with that thing, but then she had to train train with Sid. I, you know, they they, mm-hmm. they do they write the character good. I think they she's did a good job. Your 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 arms are weak, so just get some more strength and you'll be better. Like Toby. So, do you watch sports at all or no? Not really. No, I find them boring. Well, um, you know how Kobe was uh, – Kobe's considered one of the most clutch players of all time. You know that, right? Or, I mean, you've, mm-hmm. you've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. And bro, a lot of people some, – some people don't even know this, but his first few seasons, I think it must have been – I can't remember. It was one of the starting seasons he played in the NBA, and there was a game, and, and he had three shots, two or three shots in a row to hit a game winner, and he airballed okay. all of them. Airball, airball, oh, no. airball. And, and what he said – was it wasn't a clutch thing, but he said that his legs were just weak because it was the end of the game. His his legs were getting weak, and so he just you know he took that as an opportunity to um to learn, and he just he started working out his legs like crazy in the gym. Just got him stronger, yeah. and so then by the time fourth quarter overtime rolled around, he was he was strong enough to he had enough legs on him to get a shot. Yeah, and sometimes that makes a difference. It's if if you are exhausted or whatnot, it's definitely gonna mess with your form. I don't care how good you are. Yeah, and plus he was it's young. All about stamina. He must have been oh, 19 yeah. years old or something when, when you know, they they go on young to the NBA, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but, yeah, it's real life. I mean, and that's, that's the thing about writing characters. I mean, it's like real life because you, you have to train. Really, yeah. You have to work on things to get better. You know, you got to practice. And I'm pretty sure there's a lot of pressure on these guys because they know how much hate people gave for the sequel. So, like, okay, all right, we're creating new characters. Let's Let's do this. Well, yeah, and, and honestly, I have full, and this is Dave Filoni, right? He's, he's the one that's directing this, or he's the kind of managing it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah. just kind of overseeing it. He's helping with the story. I mean, uh, us Star Wars fans know it's it's a completely different creative team that worked on the sequels that's doing Mandalorian, mm-hmm. Bad Batch. So I have full confidence in them. Whatever well, they're Dave doing, Filoni's I have part of all that, too. Well, which one? Uh, a lot of the projects. I think he's over like pretty much all of the projects. Yeah, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's, it, you know, the TV shows and the people that did the sequels, it's a different creative team. They're two di- different teams that worked on them. So mm-hmm. I have confidence in the way that they write Mandalorian, Boba Fett. I'm sure Boba Fett's going to be great, man. It's a lot of the same people oh, that yeah. did Mando, Mando. So I got they got yeah, my confidence. See, yeah, and you see it all here within the, the Bad Batch. Yeah. yeah I thought it was kind of really cool because Crosshair actually arrives and... Tech is just kind of like, oh, yeah, what's your face? Omega's like, oh, what's this blinking light? He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, it's probably just malfunctioning. It's basically just like, you know, vessels are in, are coming. And then he looks up and you see the Empire arriving. Crosshair's on there. And uh, Crosshair actually lands and they're they're walking out. And the Stormtrooper's like, oh, yeah, we're having some uh, interference from the atmosphere because we have no life readings. Mm-hmm. Crosshair, of course, he's not stupid. He's like. They're jamming us. He's like, it's not that. Yeah. Yeah. Right before they go in and get captured by him. Yeah. Crosshair got messed up in this episode, didn't he? Oh, dude, I know. Like, seriously, like, he's standing. It all starts from that scene where they use those cannons to get themselves out of that situation. And then the hunt begins for Crosshair and looking like guy. Looking like uh, Two Face from Dark Knight. A little bit, yeah. Oh, it got messed up. Yes, dude. I thought, 
You know what me and my brother said? Real, um, it, it, this was probably dumb, but when we first saw him, we were like, bro, maybe he's Dengar. Oh, yeah, yeah, because the way that his face was uh, wrapped <laughs> Yeah, because I wrapped him up, yeah. Yeah. It was just funny. I actually did think that when I was watching the episode. I was like, oh, that did looks you? Uh, familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Dengar, Crosshair. Oh, it rhymes. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Well, just not, kidding. not necessarily, but... <laughs> um. But yeah, dude, this is a sick episode. I'm I'm excited to talk talk about the next one. Episode nine too is probably one of the oh yeah um, oh, best yeah. episodes of this of the series. But can I can I talk about the end of the episode or no? Or are we are we still uh, working towards we're, it? We're getting there. We're, we're getting there. I want to working towards that, it. But, yeah, we're working towards that because because I I want, I want to discuss it okay. uh, without interrupting with the rest of the episode. It's um, gonna be funny, bro. I got something funny to say. All right. All right. Uh, a lot of the lines in this episode are actually pretty cool. A lot of memorable lines. Um, mm-hmm. I th- even Riker. Riker is speaking of character development. I used to think this character was annoying, but by the end of this this series, <laughs> Bad Batch, uh, uh, Riker actually grew on me. Cause yeah. He's walking through the Iron Engine like they're tr- they escape. They're walking through the Iron Engine, and Omega's like, I've I've never been through an Ion Engine before, and Riker's like. It'd be weirder if you had. Yeah. I thought that was I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. And then I thought it was really smart how they got themselves out of the the ion engine when yeah, Crosshair let's was go. like, "Oh, turn them on, turn them on." Yeah, can you, let's go through this again because I I got a little confused there. I was going through my notes. How does that? How do they do that again? Okay, so Crosshair has them like cornered. So basically, what happens is that they they use the ion guns. Mm-hmm to blast the flooring everything comes crashing down they fall and then they're trying to escape and so they go into the the ion engine and so they're walking through it because they're trying to get back to their ship Uh and so that's one of the ways to get off of this republic cruiser is to be able to just is through one of the ion engines i mean it makes sense because the ship is destroyed so they wouldn't be expecting it to be turned on but crusher's like nope there's still enough power on it we're going to use it. We're going to kill them. Oh, yeah. That's how we're going to do it. He pins them, right? He pins them because he's yeah. sniping them from one, from one spot and then the iron engine from the other. And then you have all the characters there. There's like, oh, crap. Okay, we're stuck. They're turning it on. Tech, how much time we got? Uh, less than two minutes. All right. So, Wrecker, because uh, they have all the, all the weapons and stuff because they went into the armory to pull a bunch of stuff out. And I know Wrecker was like super excited to see all the explosives. And so they have all these explosives. And they're like, all right, everybody take one of these. We're going to put it around here. We're going to disable, or we're going to cut ourselves off from the engine on the cylinder sphere. Mm-hmm. And Omega's like, wait, we're going to break off, and then we're just going to fall all the way down. And then Hunter's like, it's either that or, or get burned alive. Your choice. Yeah. And so then they go around, send charges, they break off, and then that's what causes all the the engine fire to go right onto Crosshair. Yeah. And Crosshair's like, yeah, crap, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. But, and then he just collapses shortly after. Yeah. And so that kind of cuts Crosshair out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And what's really cool is what is this part of the episode. The showdown, baby. Hunter and Omega show up to the ship. And what do you see? A bunch of dead clones. Mm-hmm. Now, wonders who killed them. 
Kevin. Yeah. So, this is what my favorite bounty hunter. Every and this is what really did, made that decision for me is his reintroduction to the series. Yo. Okay. So, Mark, here's the funny thing. This is what I've been wanting to tell you. Okay. Okay. So back in probably when I was like eight years old, around eight or nine, I had an action figure of Cad Bane. When you were in uh, your and hours. No, a little after. A little after. <laughs> oh yeah, this guy's a child actor, guys. Just gotta, oh, just gotta throw that in there. Go oh watch my his, gosh. Go watch his movie. Bro, I'm gonna get back. In, I'm gonna get back into it so I can be in a Star Wars movie, Star Wars TV show. Dude, that's that's my dream. Bro, I wanna be a Jedi. But anyway, when I was like eight or nine, I, I had an action figure of Cad Bane. Okay. Okay. Um, and he was the coolest looking, one of the coolest like action figures I had, Star Wars action figures. But bro, when I saw Cad Bane in the Bad Batch, and you're gonna, you're, I'm gonna get a gasp out of you. This was the first time I've ever seen Cad Bane, ever. In uh, that's right, because you haven't watched Clone Wars. No, I've seen screenshots of him from Clone Wars, just pictures, and then I have my action figure, but I've never seen Cad Bane before. Why would you have an action figure of a character you don't even know? I don't know. I think because I saw him in the like in Target or something, I was like, bro, he's badass. So I was okay. like, oh, let's get it. Yeah, but yeah, he looks cool. But bro, I, I can understand why people like him. It's so cool, man. So cool. Yeah, I, th- I think I was telling you before, I think we had a discussion. I was like, yeah, Bofet's cool and all, but this guy is my favorite bounty hunter. Yeah, dude. Because the cool thing with uh, Cad Bane is like when he was introduced in season two, they were originally going to do, uh, what was this? Dirge from the Clone Wars. That's who they wanted to introduce, but... At the time, it would have been too expensive to design the character and to actually uh, write him up, right? Yeah. So George Lucas, okay, let's let's do this. And so he's like, I want a bounty hunter who fits the Western style. Mm. And oh, so yeah. this character was made specifically for George Lucas. Yeah, bro, he's like Clint Eastwood. Basically, yeah. And he is really good at what he does. And you see him a lot through the Clone Wars. And yeah. every time he's introduced is phenomenal. Yeah, and I, I'll, I was very happy that there was another episode right after this, and he's in the entire episode, too. Yeah. Because, oh, man, dude, I he, can't, I can't wait to sick. go through the Clone Wars with you, and you actually get to see... Yeah, bro, he's uh, sick. Cad Bane. Hey, Cad Bane is sick. If they ever brought him into live action, I wonder if they do CGI for the face or if they do an actual person. Probably do CGI. Depend, depends on how hard it is to make an actual like uh, thing, because I know that for Hondo, I was pretty impressed. When I went to Celebration, this guy has been to almost every single one that I've been to. I saw him in Anaheim. I saw him in Chicago. And I'm hoping to see him again in Anaheim. But this guy made his own Hondo costume. Uh-huh. And I don't even think you know who Hondo is. Probably one of my other favorite characters from the Clone Wars. Uh, but Let me see. The makeup was really quick. cool. He He's a big uh, focus for Disneyland right now for, uh, was it, Galaxy's Edge. Hondo. Uh, is he from? Is he from the original trilogy? He looks familiar. Why does he look so familiar? No, his speech his speech is this, but he's not. Oh, okay. Yeah, dude, he looks familiar. Mm-hmm. And so. Oh, is it rebels too? Or mm-hmm. some species? So, so when they if they ever did Cadman, I'd hope that it would be more aesthetic stuff. But yeah, I could yeah, I, I could understand could. with a lot of his. A lot of his design probably would have to be CGI though. Yeah, because his face, bro, his face is long though. Let me see. He's got a big face. Mm-hmm. They could, they could, they they could probably do it with um physical, 
what's what costumes? I don't know. What's the word for it? They could probably do it. Practical, practical yeah. effects. Yeah, they they made some crazy aliens in the original trilogy. I sh- I'm sure they could do it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these lines, like I like how they were able to make his character sound a little bit older. And Bro, yeah, he's that voice actor. He's, Wars, he's 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 a little bit more laid back, I think, than he was in Clone Wars. I mean, he was yeah. pretty laid back in Clone Wars, but he's a little bit more. You can see that he's got more experience behind him, and yeah, he's just like, I already, I've already won. So I'm just yeah. gonna take it as a go because Hunter is just like, all right, well you're not gonna get the kid. He's like, he's like, once you, once you figure out one clone, the rest are easy. Yeah. <laughs> and Hunter's like, oh, that's so like, sick. We're dude. different. He's like, we'll see. And then yeah. boom, Hunter's down. Oh yeah, yeah, bro. When when that happened, when they were about to like engage in a showdown, me and my brother were like, oh, dude, this is gonna be sick. And so. Cad Bane's reappearance is probably one of the best things about this episode. I really liked it. Especially just, like, all the shots that he did, the angles, and, like I said, like, everything about his dialogue. Even him coming up to Omega, he was like, sorry, little lady. It's like he's formal while doing his job. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. And then, and then poor little Toto, um, voiced by Seth Green. So it's cool that Seth Green came back to the reprise of his voice for it. And he gets his uh, leg shot off, which becomes a big part in the next episode. Yeah. So. Should we hop into episode nine? Episode nine, yes. This right, episode... Skywalker? Oh, no, my, my bad. <laughs> no, the the good one, the good episode nine. There we go. Uh, so this one was titled Boundary Lost, and it takes place directly from the last episode. And you see that Crosshair is chasing our our crew, and they're like, "Oh, we got we got to get the bounty hunter. We got to get the bounty hunter." And Tech is like, "Well, uh, just so you know, it's either we focus on this bounty hunter and Crosshair shoots us down because that's what's going to happen, or we focus on trying to break away from Crosshair, jump to light speed, and deal with finding Cad Bane later because he's already gone. So there's no point in trying to focus on that at this point. Yeah, and so." They jump out, and then it jumps back on to, to the Justifier, which is Cad Bane's new ship. Um, in Clone Wars, he had another one. It was called the Xanadu Blood. Um, and it was – the Justifier was supposed to be featured in an unproduced Clone Wars arc where Bane teamed up with a teenage Boba Fett. But it never happened, so this is the first time that we actually get to see the Justifier on screen. Oh, nice. And not going to lie, it's actually pretty cool. I like it. Yeah, I thought all the ships were, were cool, too, in, mm-hmm. this, in this episode. I like them. So we have a guy here who has never seen Clone Wars, so his first time meeting Ken Bane is right here. No, my action figure. Don't forget about my action figure. Okay, fine, but I mean, like actually <laughs> meeting the actually actually meeting the character, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, and, dude, he's sick though. First impressions were I were strong, dude. He's cool, and he goes strong into this episode, and I loved it. Every aspect of him in this episode was pretty dope. Yeah, dude, I like the um, pretty cool showdown later on. Oh yeah, with him and Fennec. Yes, bro. Um, is what is this Fennec's first uh, appearance in? In animation, or was she in, in Clone Wars too? No, she was first shown in Mandalorian. 
Okay, and cool. Yeah. Her first appearance was a few episodes ago on Pantora. Mm. And then she shows up again here. And so I think she might be a little bit more important in this series. I think she's, we'll see her again after this episode, just based off of some of the events that happened and kind of her purpose of being hired, which is different than Cad Bane's purpose. Yeah. Um, bro, and she poor was, Cad um... Bane. Poor Cad Bane. He loses all his money. Or, yeah, at dude. least from the, the deal. <laughs> I, I mean, I know Finnick, Finnick is obviously a capable bounty hunter, but I didn't know. I don't know if she's going to be, be stronger than Cad Bane. She kind of bested, bested was. Bested I don't think she bested him. Yeah, bested uh, a little bit. A little bit. Maybe. He, he, he held his own. He's, he still had his experience in, but I wouldn't say she bested him. I think she evenly matched or kept up with him. Yeah, yeah. Because sure. he was kind of a little bit focused on different things while she was just kind of focused on taking him down. Yeah, bro, that builds on her character, though, man. She's she's tough. Oh yeah, yeah. She you can she's clearly an expert in what she does. Yeah, bro, she's tough in Mandalorian too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I really like her personality. It really kind of shows. Like we really don't know what her side is at this point. Yeah. But you can kind of see that she's not like completely douche. Yeah, but you know she's the voice of Mulan. My mom said that the other day. She is, yeah. It's kind of cool. And then she's in Agents of Shield, I believe. Okay, cool. Yeah, so she she's pretty well known, and I really like the actress. And when she came into Mandalorian, I was like, oh man, she's so cool. She's so cool. Can't wait to see what she does in this this uh in this show. And then she became a bit bigger of a character, and I'm not disappointed. Yeah. With what she's doing with the character. Yeah. Um, but I do I do know a lot of people did complain about the the lack of the Bad Batch team in this episode it was kind of more focused on omega they're upset about sorry sorry what were they upset about uh there a lot of people complained about the lack of the bad batch in this episode oh uh, i actually think it worked because i really believe that the story really isn't so much about them but omega's role with them and how yeah. her story advances with them yeah and so we're going to see a lot of episodes where omega will be off doing her own thing yeah, and, and um, technically oh, she sorry. is one of the because technically she is one of the bad match, just not the same as them. Yeah, and yeah. oh man, there's so much lore that happens in this, and we find out why she's so important. Yeah, Th- this episode had a lot of to me. It reminded me a lot of um, the episode where Boba comes in a Mandalorian when they're trying to kidnap Baby Yoda, Grogu. Oh yeah, uh, and honestly, there's kind of similar purposes too. It's for DNA. They want Grogu's DNA, and they want um. Uh, Omega's, Omega's DNA. Yeah, so you know it, it's kind of cool parallel there. Yeah, and it kind of comes into like this uh, big realization for Omega because we mm. get this because we get this uh because well, I mean because first of all the episode starts she's stuck in a cell and she sees that Toto is trying to fix his leg mm. and really smart for her saying oh yeah yeah I've worked on stuff like this before so I can help you. Because uh, it looks like you're not doing a good job at it. And Toto's like, no, 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 I got this, I got this. And she's like, all right, well, offer's there. And so he eventually takes her up on the offer, and she's able to escape, get her comm link, and alerts the, the team. And so mm-hmm. you kind of see that she's kind of really good at escaping at escaping uh, areas. Yeah. And so we kind of see it once they get down to this old cloning facility. And 
she gets to explore it a little bit and you get to see some pretty creepy stuff oh yeah that's when they have the weird like animals and the tubes the green tubes mm-hmm. or whatever yeah the, uh i believe this is where the common ones were actually cloning themselves oh dang this is because in the end of the tubes you see common ones actually in them oh yeah and so this is like probably one of their first uh cloning facilities and it's really creepy that they kind of just left that stuff there. I don't know if it's just kind of like they were using it during the Clone Wars, and because of the Clone Wars and what's going on, it got abandoned because of the Empire, or maybe something happened and they just abandoned it. But it's pretty creepy just to go through it. And you get to see Omega's like whole perspective about it, and I don't blame her. Yeah. Yeah, she's kind of seeing like, um, yeah, this is creepy. Like, is this what I'm supposed to be? Is this what I am? Yeah. Because you look at the clinic facility on Camino and it doesn't look as creepy. That's yeah. Because no, everything is lit sure. up. Everything, it's very busy. It's yeah. kind of just a way of life there. Here, yeah. she's seeing things that are not clones or the clones that we're used to. They're coming on. Everything's yeah. kind of dusty, dark, and very eerie. Yeah. But, um, dude, th- this is probably the most uh, just to talk about the episode as a whole this is probably one of the most action-packed episodes in the entire series i would say for bad batch yeah i'd agree for bad yeah for bad batch yeah I mean, absolutely there's a lot a lot of cool hand-to-hand combat blaster battle between finnick and uh cad bane and, and tonway dies and what tonway dies oh yeah wait wait who kills who kills tonway Ten- uh Fennec does Finnick, oh yeah. Because we well, get to this cloning facility. The main reason why they go to this cloning facility is because Tonway is going there to give Cad Bane the money to collect Omega. Yeah, and, and this is important because both of these bounty hunters are hired by Kaminoans. Two different Kaminoans, mm-hmm. right? Two different ones. I forget the name of the other one. I'll I do to, too. I'll have to look it up. But it's very interesting just to kind of see what's going on here. Because she comes out, kills Tonway, and Cad Bane's like, what the heck? And so she has his money, and she's like, all right, let's trade the kid for the money, because that's all you're really here for. And Bane is like, okay, toss it over first, and you know that he's going to double-cross her, so he's going to keep the kid and take the money. And I'm not quite sure why he wouldn't just hand over the kid in the first place. I mean, either way, he's finished the job and he's getting his money, but maybe it's his principle of getting it to finishing the job and delivering it to the right person. Yeah. He... Yeah, I'd say Cad Bane kind of, kind of lives by code. He kind of what? Lives by code. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because you actually see all the Kaminoans talking in there when they're discussing bringing back the clones. They don't really care about the other ones. Yeah. And the prime minister basically tells uh, that one Kaminoan. I'm trying to find her name still. Uh, that she's become too attached to Omega. Yeah. And he, she needs to kind of let go a little bit. Let's see. Yeah. So I can't think. Of, I can't find the name. Lama Sue. That's her name. Lama Sue. Well, yeah. There we go. Lama Sue. Yeah, so Lama Su has an attachment to Omega. 
And the prime minister is just like, nope, kill everybody. I'm like, bring back alive if you want, but we need at least a mega because, I mean, for them, it's basically they're about to get shut down. Their purpose is going to be completely wiped away. And if they have no purpose or no use, they've seen the empire just like wipe, wipe away. And yeah. so they're trying to prove that the clones are still essential for the empire to take over. And Tarkin, we already know Tarkin just doesn't want anything to do with it. And that's kind of like flooding down into the other admirals and officers. Yeah. And so it's kind of interesting to see Tonway versus Lamasu. And yeah. Tonway is, is, is gone at this point. So that sucks. Bro. Yeah. I missed her, bro. Attack of clones. Dad, mm-hmm. Tonway's here. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> that's my presentation. Yeah. Um, they should have had a yeah, make say, uh, oh, Dad, uh, Tonway's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, Tonway's dead. <laughs> and then, um, wait, so the bat, I'm trying to remember how the Bad Batch comes in here at the end, right? For the rescue? Yeah, just at the end, just to rescue. And they kind of get to her way too quick. Yeah. So, I mean, I know that was kind of a little issue a lot of people had, but whatever. Yeah, bro, I was fine not having Bad Batch in this one because we got a crazy showdown between Cad Bane and Finnick. And I think that's what made up for it is the showdown between Cad Bane and Finnick. Yeah, bro, that was sick. Uh, uh, I had something off topic a little bit. Oh, no, no, Sorry. it's not let's say. My bad. Not let's say is the one that what was the uh, what was the other one you said? A uh, llama Sue. There's some other uh, one. Oh. Yeah, those sounds very similar. So I yeah, Nala Se is the new one that was introduced in in the Bad Batch. Oh, okay. And she's she was the one that was using Omega as an assistant. She's got like and red so or pink on her something, right? She I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a subtle thing. It's like, oh yeah, I'm a lot nicer than the rest of us. Yeah. It's like I know what they want to do with her, so let's. Let's uh, keep her away from here. And we kind of, and that's, and we kind of see that she's the one that hired Fennec to, to uh, go against Cad Bane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right. She, I, she's oh, basically just paying her. She's just basically just paying her so, uh, Omega doesn't get in the hands of Lamasu and the Prime Minister. Yeah. Exactly. I hope we see um. Bane, Cad Bane in season three or season two, that about season two. I hope so. I would, I would really like to see Boba Fett show up in season two as well. Yeah, and have oh, Daniel yeah. Logan come uh, vo- revoice him. Yeah, I, I was surprised we didn't see him in uh, in the series at all. Actually, uh, I'm actually not surprised. I mean, they're Why? focusing a lot on Mandalorian, and it'd just be too much to have Boba Fett show up in the first season. I think maybe second or third season we'll see him. Yeah, they got to have him, though. I mean, he's, he's pretty integral to, to the story they're mm-hmm. trying to tell. Yeah, and he has to meet Omega. Yeah. Oh, that'd be sick, huh? I wonder if he's older. Yeah. He's probably older, right? He might be a little bit older than her at yeah. this point. Because yeah. Clone Wars, he was a teenager. I think he was like 13 or 14. So he might be like 16 or 17 in this one yeah. at, at this point. Send him to the Valley of the Jedi, bro. Get uh, Boba Fett get some uh, force powers. 
Ah, you're, you're talking about dark forces. Because <laughs> yeah. remember, bro, been I've been playing. I've been playing Outcast. Okay, okay. You should have started with Dark Forces too, but Jedi Outcast is cool. Yeah, I just it revisits <laughs> the Valley of the Jedi. Yeah, people said that was the best one, so I kind of just bought whatever one. Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll, we'll we'll jump into that that talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got some stuff here. Um, yeah. So, so it's cool that we get after she kind of like gets the satellite, she kind of finds an escape pod or like a little uh, pod. So she flies. The Bad Batch pick her up. Bro, yeah. That that speaking of that pod, real quick. That looks like um. You ever seen Dragon Ball Z? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. It Bro, it looks kind of like uh. It looks just like pod. those. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of cool. I mean, she's got the she's got the white hair, so she could be a super saiyan. JK, JK. <laughs> oh, bro, she'd be killing everybody. Basically. So overall, man, I really like these episodes. Like they had full of action. I really like the inter- reintroduction of Cad Bane. Yeah. Because a lot of people are curious if he was dead by this point. Obviously, he's not, and he's still capable of doing his job. Yeah. Had some really cool flame flowers. Yeah, but um. I think there were a couple of episodes early on with Bad Batch. Again, I, I like pretty much the whole series, but some of them were a little slower. But I think this is kind of the turning point in the series. Everything from here on out gets pretty, pretty serious, pretty high paced. I think so too, because um, the the story continues to move forward in this one. Yeah. In this one, because we learn why Omega is important because she's an all-natural clone, just like Boba Fett. So her DNA is pure. Mm-hmm. Um, two. We find out who hired Shand and her purpose, and we see who hired Cad Bane because he's like, he's like, because she was even like, why are we hiring so many bounty hunters? We already have one. He's like, it doesn't matter as long as one of them brings brings her back. That's all that matters. So I'm wondering if we're gonna see some more bounty hunters, or if oh, Cad yeah. Bane's just gonna be the focus. And I think that could be another thing because Boba Fett's trying to become a bounty hunter at this point, so that maybe he's one of the hired bounty hunters and he shows up as like, <laughs> that'd be then, sick. Teenage Boba, yeah. bounty hunter. Yeah, and sees basically someone, a girl version of himself, and he's like, what? And so I can already see that he's going to try and help her. He's going to have a change of heart on it. Yeah. Because, one, he's going to be freaked out, too. We already, we already know Boba's a good guy, so. Yeah. So he's not he's going to be more like Fennec at this point. Yeah. Yeah, we got to see Boba, for sure, in Bad Batch Season 2. Oh, absolutely. And I can't wait. I can't wait to see what they're going to do in season two. Uh, especially the rest of the season is going to be pretty, pretty, pretty solid. Bro, just because uh, I need. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, to go. I was just going to say, yeah, dude. I just we, we got to get this year wrapped up because next year is just huge for Star Wars. The biggest year of Star Wars probably ever, bro. So much content. Dude, I know. I'm 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 overwhelmed thinking about it, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of fun podcasts for everybody so to fun. listen to. Yeah, dude, it's going to be fun. Because I believe this is actually our 22nd episode that we've done. So it's oh, pretty wow. crazy. Yeah, wow. It's pretty crazy that we stuck with 22 episodes. Nice. So we want to keep keep pushing these out. Um, so let's see. So we had a little discussion about video games. So we'll just wrap up with the Bad Batch. Uh, these episodes were great. Um, and it's great to see kind of the the interaction between hunter and omega mm-hmm. at the end because 
everybody's excited, excited to see her back, but then she just goes and hugs Hunter because she thinks he's dead. So she yeah. gets to see him alive again. And uh, Hunter tells her not to worry about going back to Camino, that she's not going to be going back to Camino. And uh, Amiga asks him to promise. And and then he, then he does promise, and then she smiles, and then end of the episode. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And also, I just want to throw in there, too, anybody, if there's anybody listening that hasn't seen animated Star Wars, uh, Clone Wars, or Rebels, um, I would say definitely give Bad Batch a try, because I was one of those people, but Bad Batch is sick. The whole, the whole series, it's quality stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I recommend and, it. And we will be going clone, over Clone Wars at some point. Uh, I would like to try and jump into it next year, but it might be pretty hectic yeah, with everything it, that's coming out, but we will cover it at some point. Bro, there's going to be a lot of uh, content for podcast, dude. New content. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because all the new content will take precedent over a lot of the older stuff. But we do plan on covering the movies. We do plan on covering Clone Wars. We plan on covering Rebels. And much to my dismay, we might fit Resistance in there. I haven't decided. Uh, That's so funny. You guys can uh, message us or or I'll, I'll do a poll on on uh on instagram and you guys can tell me i thought that was like a disney cover bro, bro i thought that was like a disney xd thing i didn't know that was like a real <laughs> star wars it was tv disney show XD. <laughs> yeah. I, I watched it just because it was star wars and <laughs> was it really on disney xd i said that it was i, I legit and... said that off the top of my head just kidding that's so funny yeah and a lot of the characters were just super annoying I, I had a hard time taking it. There's some really cool concepts and some really cool story arcs on it. I'm not going to lie. But yeah. overall, it was designed for children. That's got yeah, to be. You watch it, and it's not like Clone Wars to where you can kind of like sit there and go, yeah, yeah, I'll watch it, I'll watch it. I, I had to force myself to. Yeah, bro. But we'll get more into all that later. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. So this guy it took my advice and he's jumping into some of the other Star Wars games. Um, he was saying that he jumped into Jedi Outcast. And he's getting to see one of my favorite Jedi of all time, as far as like the the Legends material. Uh, Kyle Katarn, one of the coolest guys. Yes, sir. Well, how far along are you in it? What do you yeah, like about okay. it? Um, so are we jumping in? Because it's definitely different than the Knights of the Old Republic style. Of... You're a little bit more in control of the, the movements and fighting. Yeah, um, real quick, because so, so you know how it's, it's uh, Star Wars Jedi, you know, colon outcast. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, is Fallen Order supposed to be like a kind of a sequel or in the same vein or no? No. No, that's just, just coincidence? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just coincidence. Okay, yeah, a lot but... of these games are, uh, they're not canon anymore. Okay. Which is very okay. sad because these are some really good stories. Yeah, bro. Oh my gosh. We should have done Cal Katarn as the as the sequel main character. That would have been sick. That would have been dope. <laughs> no, Kyle's... Dark, cool. Dark Forces 2, you actually have a live actor that plays him, and the character, oh, nice. the actor's really cool. Yeah. Oh, sick. But um, I, I have a pretty funny observation about um, Jedi Outcast. So, and, hey, actually, we can bring Pokemon into this real quick. I, it's funny because I, me and my friends are complaining that some of the new Pokemon games are getting super easy. They're getting way too easy. Like they're, they're holding your hand through the whole thing. It's not as hard as it used to be. Then you got people that argue, no, you guys are just grown up because you guys were eight years old when, when you were playing the games. And now you guys are um, 20. 
or whatever, however old you are. And so you're just older. That's why the games are easier. But, dude, I'm telling you, back in, that, back in the 2000s, games were harder because I'm playing Outcast now. It is extremely difficult. And I'm not even on, like, the hardest setting. But it's, oh, it's a hard game. Bro, it's super mm-hmm. ch- it's very challenging. Super hard. Like I, I Yeah, no kids these days are not... spoiled. What? As a kids these days are spoiled because they're like, oh this game is hard. Okay, let's make it a little easier for you. Oh no, dude. no, no, no. Earn 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 your uh your your uh position of it and finishing a game. Oh yeah. Bro, I feel bad for kids that played this game though, because I'm in my twenties, bro. This shit's hard. <laughs> Phone order, or not phone order. Jedi Outcast Jedi is Outcast. challenging. Um, Dude, I played uh, through but, that game three times. Oh shit! I, I am. Um, I'll tell you where I am. I think I'm. I'm. I'd guess I'm like two thirds of the way through. So, can't remember what's the name. I had like a a big boss battle recently on Bespin against. Um, it's pretty hard actually. Against some girl, and Kogatarm was about to kill her, but then he let her go. And she said, oh, she said, Jane's still alive. And Kyle let her go. Oh, Jane. Okay, she went to, so Darth Talon, I think is her name. Yeah. It's, and, it's and the then I, that. Yep. Yeah. The Twi'lek. Oh, yeah, bro. I had, to, I had to face her about 10, 15 times. Not even kidding. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, all the battles were tough. And I think yeah, the I could... villain of this game, is he the lizard guy? Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, so that game was actually really interesting. Um, uh, man, you're making me want to go through it again. Uh, so yeah. Any anybody that hasn't played it, I highly recommend this game because this is one of my favorite games as a kid. Bro, it's sick. Yeah, and and I've just been kind of craving like um a good story driven Star Wars game, and this is, I mean, this got to be one of the best ones, top three probably. Okay. Okay. I was I, I was I was just about to ask you about that. It's like, oh okay. wait, wait. Uh, now that now that you played this, how do you rank it compared to Knights of the Republic? Okay. Wait. Hold on. Um. I'm, I'm first of all, I'm only two thirds of the way through, probably half to halfway or two thirds of the way through. Okay. But I'm still taking Kotar so far. I prefer Kotar. Okay. And also, bro, and when I rank games, I kind of just like rank them how like how much just like plain fun. How much fun am I having? Okay. <laughs> and a lot of people would like hate on this opinion, but bro, the current Battlefront Two is is either one or two on my Star Wars video game list. It's so much fun for me. People would have hated on you towards the beginning, but now that they've done so many updates on it, Bro, um, it's so fun. a lot of people are in, in agreement with you. Yeah, dude, it's so fun. So I, I would go Kotar, uh, Battlefront 2, and then, yeah, Academy Academy is right up there, though. Or no, not Academy. Okay. Out, Outcast. 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 Academy, Academy is the sequel to this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Outcast is sick, though, bro. I like Kyle Katarn. Mm-hmm. The thing I like about Kyle Katarn is because like he was a smuggler in the first game, right? And so he finds out that someone in his family was a Jedi because he goes to their place. The Empire's going through it, and so he goes in, and he ends up finding a lightsaber, and he's like, oh, okay, a lightsaber. And so mm-hmm. he finds out that he's Force-sensitive. So you start training, and you can pick the light side, you can pick the dark side. I think this is the first time that you're able to pick sides. Mm-hmm. And there's even two different endings you can have with it, and it's all and it's live actors doing these scenes and which just, i thought was really cool just like kotar um, it's pretty sick yeah so jump on youtube and just kind of look at the cutscenes for dark forces too and you'll kind of see how cool it is okay, and so sure. and so he's learning the force he's going through this and then he finds about the body of the jedi that his family knew about and so he becomes hunted because he knows how to get there 
And he, so at the end, obviously gets found out. Yeah, so obviously he gets found out, and then you can go against the main villain, Jarek. And then once you kill him, you have two choices. You can go meditate in the, the Valley of the Jedi and become more force, force, uh, have more force ability, basically. There's mm-hmm. a stronger connection. Or you can choose the dark side and based on a lot of the choices. And so you jump into Jedi Outcast. And I think at the beginning of this, he cut himself off from the force, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's because of Dark Forces, too, because he saw how dangerous the Force could be, so he's like, I don't want nothing to do with it. And it takes his crewmate, Jan, is the one that is why he's picking it up again. Yeah. And I I just really like the whole... I think I just really like the story on it, and I think that's why I kind of run it over KOTOR, um, just for that reason. I think the story is better. I do like Natural the Public. It's definitely on one of my top games of Star Wars, but... As far as when it comes to story, there's a lot more depth and lore to to the Dark Forces, I think. Yeah, and and also because you're also wrecking it because there's quite a few games. How many is there? Mm-hmm. Five in the series. Yeah, there's one where Mary Jade is in it. It's Mysteries of the Sith. That's the only one I haven't played. Yeah. Dark Forces, you you don't do anything with the Jedi in that. You're just smugglers, just a shoot 'em up game. And yeah. The graphics are terrible if you get back onto it. I actually started on Dark Forces 2, so the first two I never played, but Dark Forces okay. 2, I played, and then Jedi Outcast and Jedi Academy. Okay, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I could see that, but, like, for me, I've only played, again, I'm only probably halfway through. So, for me, I think the Kotar story is a little better, but I haven't played the other games. I'm only halfway through this one, so. Did you play the second Night of the Republic? Yeah. It was Okay, it was that good. one's pretty sick. Yeah, that one's sick. I still like the original better, but that one's sick, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, bro, it was a grind for those. I, I don't know if you remember, but in Outcast, you don't get a lightsaber for fucking a few hours. <laughs> yeah, it it takes a little bit of gameplay to get it. Just yeah, running around with a gun. Yeah, and it was your character is afraid re- to use the force. Yeah, and it it was rewarding to get the force powers and the lightsaber though, because you feel so much more powerful. But man, mm-hmm. it was a, it was a grind to play a game from like 2003 shooting. <laughs> And that's also what's really cool about that game is that you get like force speed, force jump, and some abilities. Oh, yeah. and you get all kinds of force powers. But there's levels to them that you have to earn. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, cool. like with uh, the force jump, you don't get like the super jump. You have to, you get the, yeah. the force jump, and then it just it's the whole game is basically your character's developing. And yeah. You get stronger as the game goes, and I, th- I always thought that was pretty cool. You just yeah. got everything off the bat. I, I didn't know Even that in Star 2. Was... No, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, because when, when, when I first unlocked uh, Jump and on all that stuff, I was like, bro, he's barely getting off the ground. Like, I thought Jedi could jump higher than this, and now I'm jumping, like, two stories in the air, so. Yeah. So, really cool game. I highly recommend everybody uh, checking it out if you get, ever get the chance for you gamers. I'm sure yeah. a lot of people that are gamers probably have played it, but for the new generations coming up, if you want to see what games used to be like, where it's not like pay to win or you're buying stuff or yeah. you jump into a game that's <laughs> super easy, because a lot of the games that you play now, it's just super easy. Like, yeah. I can run through a game and just like, no challenge. These ones, very, very challenging. 
I, I think that's why a lot of people appreciate uh, Fallen Order. I don't think Fallen Order is as challenging as Outcast. Actually, not even close. But Fallen Order, it depends on what level you put it at. Yeah. You can. You, yeah, yeah. Grandmaster Jedi is super hard, but yeah. different reasons. Yeah, but I was yeah, but just saying like there's absolutely no paywall in uh, Fallen Order. It's just a story-driven game. It's quality, great story, great gameplay. You know, they they put their time they put time into it. Mm-hmm. That's that's how all games used to be, and actually yeah. I was looking at I, I was looking at reviews and people say that Outcast even still today is considered one of the best lightsaber combats. Uh, yeah, that's what I liked about it. Yeah, because I think that's kind of why I ranked this a little bit above Natural Little Republic. It's just because Natural Little Republic, the combat was unique. Yeah, it was cool because you just click talking. and then your character goes up and run. This yeah. one you actually it's you real actually time. Move it's real time. time. Yeah, yeah, instead of turn based. Mm-hmm. And I think you can get into some lightsaber clashes in this, can't you? Dude, I was gonna ask you about that. I don't know how to. I don't know how to do that. I was lose uh, the the clashes. I don't know what button to press. <laughs> I just kind of. Uh, I, I, I think I think it's something to do with the joystick, to be honest. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna have to look if it I up. If I remember correctly. Every time I get in a clash, I'm like, oh, geez, not this again, bro. I have to wait <laughs> to wait until they fucking flip me over or whatever. But yeah, bit. I got. I gotta look that up. So. All right, well, I guess that will end our discussion tonight. So thanks for watching, guys. Um, even though that the discussion is over, head on over to our Instagram and our Discord. We can keep on talking with other fans, be able to talk other topics. Uh, you can be able to interact with us, especially on Instagram. Uh, jump on our post, tell us what you think. Um, also, holidays are coming up. You got a lot of cool designs, a lot of cool T-shirts that I think a lot of you guys would like. So head down to our Teespring store and show us some support buy some merch buy buy some merch for some family for christmas uh tons of designs that i know everybody will like um and also uh be sure to subscribe to us give us a like comment uh that'll kind of help us become more visible and be able to continue to make these podcasts either way we're still going to make them but uh that'll just really help us along we'd really like to kind of like get a, a bigger viewing and be able to reach more people so have a good night, guys, and may the force be with you. Echo two out. Echo three out.